0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Tech.eu podcast with myself, Neil Murray, and Roxanne Vaza. Hi, Roxanne.
1: Hi, Neil. So this week we'll be covering a really exciting topic, so the most active tech investors in Europe. I'm sure everybody would like to know who they are. We'll also be discussing Salesforce's plans to invest up to $100 million in European enterprise and cloud startups over the next few years through Salesforce Ventures. And also a French ZocDoc competitor, Dr. Lieb, who raised $18 million uh, this week with Excel Partners. So let's kick it off with the most active tech investors in Europe. I think this past week we mentioned on the site that we compiled a list of the 25 most active investors in Europe in H1. Most active, I guess, means the most number of investments that they made during the first half and not actually the money invested. Is that correct?
0: Yes. So it was done on number of investments, but where there was like Say two firms had done seven, for example, then we positioned the ones that had invest or were participated in the highest amount of rounds in the higher up position. So, yeah, it was done on number of investments, but the total or the size also did play a part as well. But that was just a way to separate them in terms of doing the numbering.
1: And so I don't think we're going to reveal everything that we discuss in the study, because I think it's actually um, a really in-depth piece of analysis that we've done. And if people want to purchase it, they can. But there are some really interesting surprises, including the most active investor who I didn't even know.
0: Yeah, I think we can reveal the most active investor. I think I saw it on Twitter during the week. So. I'm kind of prepared to say who it is, is high-tech Grundefonds in Germany. And the reason for that is they're very early stage. They're very, very active in Germany. They back a lot of young German companies. Unfortunately, most of their their round sizes are undisclosed. So it's, it's hard to get a real grip on kind of what the size of the rounds are. However, from the ones that were disclosed, their kind of median round size was about roughly around two and a half million euros. So fairly early stage, but pretty decent as well. But they easily topped the list as well. And in total, they made 31 investments in the first half of this year, quite clearly came out on top. In terms of other surprises, or the biggest surprise for me, probably the only other name that I'll give away was actually MCI Management. They were in the top 10. They're actually a private equity firm based in Poland. And they're someone who I keep seeing uh, kind of pop up now. We actually saw in a week as well, they just revealed that they participated in iZettle's latest round. And they're really, really active. And I kind of just seen their name in passing, but I certainly didn't know anything about them. And they're one of Poland's um, leading kind of VC and private companies, but they're not just investing in Poland. It's in Germany, Russia, Austria, Lithuania. They made an investment in the UK as well. iZettle, like I just said, So they're kind of really kind of spreading their investments across Europe as well.
1: And what surprised me actually was that we also have some government players that are actually very well ranked on the list. For example, BPI France, which is a public investment in vehicle in France, is ranked really well on the list.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were really high up. I think actually they were just outside of the top five, which is quite interesting because the other thing that I noticed as well is there really was like this wide range of different investors on it so we did have the early stage we had the later stage we had private equity we had the government kind of related funds as well so like there wasn't any clear correlation in terms of the type of fund that could be the most active so that was really interesting
1: and then geographically what conclusions can we draw
0: mainly the capital is of course concentrated in germany and pay Eight of the funds are situated in Germany. Seven of them are in UK. And so, as you would expect, most of the investments went to those two as well. France had four of the funds sitting there and Israel three. And then we had Spain, Sweden and Poland all with one each as well. What's really interesting is the correlation is clear between if you have an active investor based in your country and the amount of investment that is going on in that country So, like I said, it was Germany, UK, France, Israel in terms of most active investors. And then in terms of where they had invested, it was Germany, UK, France, Israel. So you couldn't really deny the correlation. And just to kind of force home the point that the country which received the most money from the most active investors on the list, which didn't have one of them based in their own country, was Finland. And that actually represented just 1.89% of the investments that the active investors made between them. So it really kind of shows that there is a strong correlation.
1: That's very interesting. I, I wouldn't have expected it to be Finland of all the Scandinavian countries. Also, I think I just have to keep on, I mentioned it so much, but I'm so surprised by some of the rankings, the positions of the different funds. I think there are some that just have an excellent reputation that were not even on the list at all or that were poorly ranked. Is it really fair to judge funds on how active they are?
0: I think yes and no. I think maybe not in such a short space of time. So it's not really fair to say that if you didn't make many investments in the first half of 2015, then you're you're not a very active investor. Obviously, you have to look at this across a wider time span. I mean, our report was more just for for people to get a kind of idea or a snapshot of kind of who was very active this year, more than kind of judging the funds themselves. But I do think it is fair overall to judge on who's most active. And it's also very valuable for for entrepreneurs and startups to actually know who the most active funds are, because you often get funds who are kind of say they're looking at a region or say they're kind of active in a region and then you look and they haven't actually made any investments there only kind of one in the last couple of years so for me i don't think you do invest in that region i think you have to be active and actually making investments to be kind of respected or taken seriously if you're saying you are an active investor in a certain area or certain region so i definitely think it is fair to judge But perhaps it does need to be on a wider time span uh, than six months. So I certainly wouldn't kind of cast any assumptions on the performances of investors based on six months, but I would over a year or two.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you that there are some funds that say they invest in certain regions. And from this report, it's very clear that it may not be the case. Now turning our attention to Salesforce announcement this week. So they said that they would be injecting up to $100 million into European enterprise and cloud businesses. So to date, actually, Salesforce Ventures has done over 150 investments in nine different countries. The company actually started making investments in 2009, but I guess the name Salesforce Ventures didn't actually exist until late 2014. They've done some incredible investments, including Box, DocuSign, MuleSoft, MongoDB, SurveyMonkey, Evernote. I mean, it's just a very, very high-level portfolio. Earlier this year, actually, CB Insights listed them as one of the top 10 corporate VCs, so they were ranked third just behind Google Ventures and Intel Capital in terms of performance. And then in terms of what's going to be happening in Europe, they have Alex Kael based in London, who will be leading the European operations.
0: Yeah, I think these type of funds are quite interesting. We just talked about a different type of funds a minute ago. And these kind of corporate funds who are investing in companies operating in their sector are very interesting i was actually in oslo earlier this week and i witnessed a talk by someone who is high up in Telia sonera the telecoms company who are very very active in the nordics and they recently invested in spotify a big investment but they had previously partnered with spotify kind of five years earlier so I asked them why it took five years for them to invest after they initially partnered with them. If they, you know, why invest five years later? Doesn't really make sense if you kind of already had the relationship and obviously you could have got a better deal for yourself five years ago than you could earlier this year. And their answer kind of gave a really good insight into the thinking behind these sort of corporate funds. And they said, simply because investing in Spotify isn't for a financial return. Of course, uh, there probably will be quite a significant one attached even by investing in this year. But for them, it's a sign of strengthening a partnership. It's a sign of they're taking this seriously. They can work more closely together. There's more resources available for both. And it's just kind of a strategic investment rather than a financial one. And I think even with a $100 fund as Salesforce have, Of course, they are going to see some probably going to see some decent exits with this. But I think when you are a corporation investing in your own sector is more about kind of just strengthening your position more than kind of competing in a or acting as a typical VC fund would.
1: Yeah. And I think what's interesting is we've started to see more and more interest from some of these big corporate investment vehicles in Europe. So we mentioned a few weeks ago, Google Ventures who's actually picking up a bit on the European activity after being a bit dormant for a while. We have other corporate funds in Europe, including Intel Capital, Qualcomm Ventures. I mean, there's quite a few that are present. And actually, corporate investment has been a big priority of the French government. Cisco announced earlier this year, for example, would be putting $100 into just French startups alone. There are other kind of local corporations that have launched also some recent investment funds. So we have Orange Digital Ventures from obviously Orange, previously France Telecom, and then AXA, which is the insurance company that has AXA Strategies Ventures. So together, they're also putting in several hundred million into just the French scene. So I think if we actually look across all of Europe, we probably have a very strong corporate venture pool. So now turning our attention to French ZocDoc competitor, Dr. Leib. they scored 18 million euros this week with Excel partners. So for anyone who does not know this business, it's essentially a SaaS solution that lets individuals book doctor's appointments online.
0: Yeah, so what's interesting here is ZocDoc's competitor. ZocDoc have raised a lot of money. They have been around a lot longer. They were founded, I think, in 2007. So they have been going for about eight years. But they've raised about $220 million in total. So there's clearly kind of a big opportunity here. They were first movers. They've raised all this money to kind of capitalize on this. What's interesting though, is if you compare them to Dr. Lieb and, and kind of where they were or where where they were in terms of raising money, after only a couple of years or at the same point that Dr. Lieb is, Dr. Lieb had actually, they've now raised slightly more than ZocDoc had at this stage. So that's interesting, even though ZocDoc went on to raise these huge later rounds, at this point of their journeys, Dr. Lieb have actually raised slightly more money. So it'll be interesting to see how they can compete in this space.
1: So, yeah, so as you mentioned, obviously ZocDoc has been around for a while. Doctor Lieb has only been around for two years. They raised a 5 million round last fall. So now they're announcing this 18 million round. They have obviously excel in their in their recent fundraising, but they've also got some very top investors from France. So people like the founders of Price Minister or La Fourchette, which was acquired by TripAdvisor. The company itself already has 5,000 doctors on the platform. With two million patients using the product every month, so that's that's very strong. It's currently a France only product, but in France, actually, the main competitors are Keldoc, uh, so they're an Alvin Capital backed company, and Mondocteur, which is a which is a, a product of La Yarder Active. So there's also a few others, but I think these are probably the two big ones. But just to kind of give you an idea of where the other players are at. The last round of funding raised by Keldoc was last year and it was a 1 million round. Um, so, this new round of funding that they have got with Excel and these other investors um, is supposedly going to help them grow the team to 120 people within the next year. And they're also looking at rapidly expanding throughout Western Europe. So, we should expect to see them in countries like Italy, Spain, Germany, Switzerland, um, and obviously a few more uh, Western European countries.
0: Cool. And just as a kind of final comparison between them and ZocDoc, ZocDoc is actually valued over a billion now. So it is a unicorn, as I said, kind of in, at the point in the journeys they're they're pretty much comparable. So there's kind of big hope for Dr. Lieb here be definitely a a French company we should keep our eye on. Yeah, and ZogDog, they actually have over 600 employees as well. So they're kind of a a big kind of giant now. So if uh, Dr. Lieb can can go to any way and kind of claim in some of that market, then I think we could have a really big kind of French success story on our hands but that's it for this week if you want to look at the active investors report further it's a paid report it's only 99 euros so fairly reasonable and you get an insight into the top 25 most active investors in europe right now so hopefully some really valuable kind of data and analysis in there but it's on the website tech.eu we are on twitter at neil sw murray at roxanne Vaza, at underscore eu and of course you can subscribe to the show on itunes and soundcloud thank you for listening and thank you roxanne
1: thanks neil